Welcome to the One Drink with John podcast. Today is episode 30, A Shot from the Hip with Jessica Lemon. Jessica, welcome to the show. John, welcome to the show. Hey, so this is a... (laughs) Welcome to our kitchen table. Yeah, back by popular demand, we wanted to resurrect uh, another episode of A Shot from the Hip. And the way this episode works is what, Jessica? How's it work? I you forget. Me for it. <laughs> yeah. So what we do is, so what we do is, we have instead of one drink with John, we have a shot and a drink, and we each come to the table with three topics that we know a few things about or have a few things to talk about yeah. in under that subject, or just something we want to discuss. Yeah, honestly, just something we want to so. talk about, and we just wing it. Yeah. And hope it's interesting. Yeah, and then I listen to it tomorrow and I'm like, well, right. that's pretty good. I'll put it, on, right. put it out on the uh, <clears throat> podcast land. So the shot we're drinking today is a lemon drop. Yes, love and lemon drops. I do. Mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't put two M's in this for lemon drop, but mm-hmm. maybe I will in the show notes. We'll see. Did you uh, know that that's the name of my Facebook group? The Lemon Drops. The Lemon Drops is Jessica Lemon super fans. So. How cool is that? I mean, with two M's, of right. course. Well, luckily, I yeah. gave you my name, right? Or right. you took it, or however that works. <laughs> you said it. yes, said I do. I and took it and ran with it. You took it, and you're like, well, yeah. It's a good thing you're not, like, incredibly, <laughs> like, shy. <laughs> like, yeah. take your name and just write a bunch of like, romance wait, novels. Wait, that's my and... <laughs> name. You're so famous. <laughs> it is funny, though, um, that people ask all the time, <clears throat> They're like, when I'm like, oh, my wife's an author, or somebody will be like, oh, his mm-hmm. wife's an author. And like, well, what's her name? And I was like, oh, Jessica, what does she write under? I said, Jessica Lemon. It's pretty simple. Two yeah. M's, you know. I get asked um, when I'm at a conference and talking with other authors, or sometimes readers will say, um, is Jessica Lemon your real name? And I'm like, yeah. And my line is always, yeah, I work too hard to write this book that I was going to publish. I work too hard to hide behind another name. So it's vanity, like me. Like, yeah. I know, so I whenever I have a book or whatever out, it's my yeah. name because, hello, you need to know about me. And then, it, and then that usually follows with somebody going, oh, that's so perfect to market. Yeah. And I'm like, but it's not. Like, it's great because it's visual and people can remember right. it. That's true. But honestly, you can't just have this big fruit bowl on your website and have romance novels. Right. It doesn't make any well, sense. Well, it makes it easy so. to get things to hand out and stickers and yes, stuff, though. Because then the lemons makes it easy right. to remember. Lemon so. squish balls and frisbees. And... <laughs> squish ball. Tchotchkes. I've never given out either of those things. I have no idea why Lemon I scented um, chapstick and yeah, yeah. perfume. So, <clears throat> so anyways, this specific... Uh, lemon drop specific i haven't had any drink yet not yet (laughs) uh this lemon drop has it's made specially for this podcast it has Mm. um actual lemon juice so each of them have about the lemon or the juice of half a lemon in each Mm -hmm. one um and i used this uh no it's gonna be great there's sugar on the rim though so we should be okay gosh okay and we have kettle one vodka just a little bit of that and then i did a splash of gray marinade because oh, okay. it tastes amazing. Yes. And I think I made one of these before. It turns out pretty good. Right. So, so, cheers to Lemon Drop. <laughs> cheers. <laughs> it's a little sour. Yeah. <laughs> I will I will admit. So, maybe I could have, maybe I got the lemon juice in half, maybe. How do you not taste your creations? That always blows I, my mind. I do sometimes. But, this one... I just wanted, I think I put a little bit. Okay, so. Now, the lemon was a pretty juicy, though. Although, now that I taste the sugar. 
I, uh, to be honest, it tastes just fine, actually. I enjoy mm. like fresh squeezed lemon juice in my water with no sugar at all. I actually don't think that's this bad. It was a little shocking at first, but yeah, it's really not that bad, actually. I think yeah. the vodka was more shocking than the uh, yeah than the lemon juice, but no, that tastes really yeah. good. Okay, mm. all right, so we did in the a shot. sugar brim, yeah. And now I've got my backup Miller Lite because it's just a right. If we're going to try to get through a podcast, we can't have a nine percent IPA. No, no, we're not going to do that. I actually have do Rangers. And believe it or not, I actually have a lemon water sitting here as well that I'll probably be sipping on. So, (laughs) all right, right, well, uh, ladies first. So, Jessica, what would you like to talk about? One of your (laughs) like lemon top thing. I'm licking the. I licked my my lip, and it was like. A sour and then sweet on the other side. So, mm-hmm. mm, interesting. But I'm oh, sorry. Boy. Go ahead. I hope I don't fall asleep. And that ties right in with my first topic. So oh, nice. Seg- perfect segue. Perfect segue. The people that get up at 5 a.m. Oh, no. And I don't mean like you have a job that requires you. I mean the people that choose to get up at 5 a.m. sound like you're a nurse and you have to get up <laughs> right. at the 6 o'clock shift. And by the way, one of my week. really good friends um, in the author world, one of my good friends, Lauren, and her husband, are, they both are 5 a.m. people. Right. And They're in that 5 a.m. club, I they guess. They are. Yeah. They are. And um, it's something that I actually did today, but I do it on purpose. I just <laughs> woke up and I was like... Laying there, you know how you wake up and you lay there and you lay there and you're like, your mind's like going through all these things you could, like, well, I could get up. And then you're looking at the like pitch black window and you're like, unless it's 2 a.m. and then I can't get up because that's insane. Right. I need to go back to sleep, right? right? <laughs> so I rolled over and tapped my phone and it said 4.57. I was oh like, okay, it's 5 a.m. So now I'm like, within the window I could get up, but I was like, do I? <laughs> so I laid there for another like 15 or 20 minutes. I did get up. So did I got the dog up. attack you at 5 o'clock? Or did she? Yeah, she still she ran did. down here and wanted to eat. And I was like, oh you gosh. are not eating at like 5.20 in the morning. Yeah, for the record, so, Gemma's clock is yeah. not accurate at all. It's not. It doesn't mean daylight savings time. Any, It doesn't matter. No, she gets up. She'll matter. wake us up at 5, 6, 7. <clears throat> but go ahead. I'm sorry. No, it's fine. Um, so anyway, <laughs> so I got up today and I was like, I did the thing that I've done before, which you just tell yourself, you're like, people do this all the time. Like, right. You count back your sleep, right? You're like, I've been in bed for like seven hours. You know, that's a respectable, you know how you're like talking, it's like, that's a respectable amount of time. Although now that I think about it, I think I was only in bed for like six hours. <laughs> no wonder I'm tired. But anyway, so, and then I was like, I'm going to do some yoga, some real gentle, like morning stretching yoga. So I did that and uh, had my coffee and I watched some YouTube videos and just kind of relaxed with a dog on my lap. And I was like, yeah, this is kind of nice. You know, and then it's like that Adam Sandler joke in his like latest stand up where he was like, <laughs> where he was trying to get up at 5 a.m. And he's like, then I did this and then I went to a meeting and he's like, by the time I was on my way to that meeting at 11 o'clock, I was like, what do I do with the rest of my day? <laughs> it's like, it was like hours and hours, you know, you like breakfast has to happen at like eight because you've been up at three for three hours. Right. So anyway, um, did you have I'm, coffee too? When did you have I had your coffee? My coffee? What time did you have your coffee? I had my coffee right after my yoga, so probably about six thirty. Oh, okay. So yeah. you got up, you kind of chilled, mm-hmm. mulled around, fed the dog. Sat I did with my yeah, I did on. my Bible study. Okay. I did my journaling. So yeah, I was trying to like get my morning routine stuff, and I thought I'll just knock my yoga out right away, which wasn't sure. good for me. I kind of knew, but I was like, I'll try. Because exercise in the morning, it doesn't not, work for me, not your thing. and that's another thing that doesn't work for me. So I will dovetail this into. 
it's okay if it doesn't work for you. And I actually right. wrote that into one of my recent blogs. It wasn't specifically about that, but I had mentioned, like, if you are not in the 5 a.m. club, you don't have to be. Right. You know what I mean? Like, this right. isn't a thing that works with your rhythm. Like, you and I took that quiz in the book that you bought and our, I forget what animal represented oh, us. Oh, right. Yeah. Was, was it talking about circadian? Sarca- I can never say that word. No, I don't think it Sar- was. It was, it was just talking about Sarcasium your ideal. Something. You answer all these questions on this quiz, and oh, it was right. your ideal bed and wake-up time. Right. And ours is bed at 11.10, awake at 7.10. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And when I look back at the times I naturally get tired, that's about right. It's about 11. And yeah. after we read that book, it was funny. We would pay attention to the clock. And it would be like 11.07. And we're like, yep, we got four more minutes. That's about right. Or three more minutes. That's about right. You right. Know? Uh, but I think, yeah, it it doesn't match up with me. I was, um, I don't get any more done than I think I will. Because I'm so tired. I think I move slower, you know. I mean, I. I have the same. I still I got to work problem. around the same time with, yeah. my, with my edits that I'm working on now. I still. I had my, you know, you know. Oh, if I wake up too early, I feel like crap. I'm kind of sick in my stomach. I'm just like, blah. Right, right. And then if I can get through the morning part, Uh which sometimes is tough, I don't know, just the slow start, then by like one or two o'clock, I'm like, I am dead. And then I need a nap and then I'm dead for the rest of the day. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, if I had slept in, I'd be getting so much more right. done. So I don't know. I'm a, you kind of work. If I agree with this, five a.m. crap. Work club. with what you got. That's <laughs> what I think. Yeah. Like, you know, that organizing uh, guru that I I don't remember if I've mentioned her before. Her name is. Um, I'm not prepared for this, so I'm going to mess it up. Aren't I? Ju- <laughs> Julia Julia Morgenstern. I can't remember if she's a Julia or a Julia, but anyway, she wrote organizing from the inside mm-hmm. out. So in other words, you when you organize your house. You work with your tendencies. So when she would go into a client's home and they had the habit of walking through the front door and dropping their their shoes, their coat, and their keys on the stairs or on the chair, then she would just build a hook or a place to hang that stuff right right by the door. Yeah, she would put a table or something right right by the door. Yeah, work with your... Instead of being like, oh, I I should put the... Hang these up in the other room. Like, no, you always want to hang it up there. Just... Put something hanging up on there. Yeah, so some that people are getting up at five five a.m. and they're just killing it. Right. But and you everybody's and I, different. Of you and course. I both have a natural writing rhythm when we're our our most creative time. Ironically, is exactly the same because you and I it are seems not like it, yeah. exactly the same in many no, things. But ten to two, and I can go like ten to four. Right, like that window. Right. I think yes. is a really strong creative time for me. Before then, not really. There's been plenty right. of times I've gotten up at like 6, 6.30, and I'm like, oh, I'll get up. I'll do my Bible study. I do. I do yeah. my Bible study. I do my journaling. Do a meditation. Fall asleep on the couch. Like every <laughs> time. Every time. So I don't know that it's really that productive of a... <laughs> right. So anyway, that, yeah, was, I my, talked that to, was my first um, topic. Yeah, I talked to a friend of mine uh, recently, and he, he said that he was in a... Um, What's not a mentorship club? What's one of those things called? A um, group of people that get together to brainstorm. Man, I am. A brainstorming must, club? The shot must be hitting me hard. Lemon <laughs> well, drop. I, I mean, to be fair, I don't know of. I okay. don't know what clubs you speak called. of. Like a, um, 
Anyways, one of those clubs where you get together with smart people and come up with like cool toast ideas. Toastmasters? No, that's just. <laughs> <laughs> no, they just have toast and jam and talk about it and have, that's learn how to speak. That's not what they do. In oh, they learn how to speak. I'm sorry, but no. If um, they had just had toast and jam, I'd be a one member. of his mentorship clubs. No, that's not it. Anyways, one of these fun clubs that he's in. Um, he like the other guys in his group talked about. Oh yeah, we're gonna put four or five and this and that. And my friend was like, okay, that's cool. That's great for you. But then he was thinking like, that's ridiculous. I need to get my sleep. I mm-hmm. need to get at least seven hours of sleep. Right. If not eight, and I got to sleep until seven. You know, and it, that's when you're freshest. So I, I don't know. There's I kind of this gonna... club, though, where it's like, oh, you got to get out and, you know, slay all day and, you mm-hmm. know, 4 a.m. club and all this. And billionaires get up by then. And I'm like, you, yeah, I but think, is in that club. Everybody's different, though. Like, I think mid, like the people that are like in their mid twenties are in that club. Um, because they can. We're in our mid forties, <laughs> and we're like, we're tired. Like, <laughs> like I'm tired. I don't even think that. I just think I we're, s- we're like smart enough. We're like, nah, yeah, that doesn't I, make any sense. I, I know that slay all day is a hashtag, and mine's more like slay for part of the day and then go lay down. I'm like, like play all day, but that's a completely completely different it. hashtag. But. Yeah, I think it's a different mindset for sure, but it doesn't mean you you have to do that to get more done. I think that's a misnomer. And I think it's sure. one we're getting away from because self-care is such a trending topic and taking so care of yourself and getting your rest and sleep and they're finding that you know, if you're sleep deprived, it's as bad as you being well drunk. Frankly, frankly, like like having a shot and yeah, <laughs> having a shot and a beer hip. and then trying to do your work. But. Yeah, well, it's interesting. I the one of the books I read lately was uh, Dave Asprey's book, and he was talking about which is the bulletproof guy. But he was talking about mm. um, it was called Superhuman. But he was talking about you know sleep was like. At least one full chapter was about sleep and how to track your sleep and get the best sleep. Oh, good. Yeah. Um, and he was, you know, in this book, he's talking about how, you know, his goal is to live to 180 or, or longer, which is also insane, but fun. <laughs> and he's a good guy. He'll be the but, only one of us here. Yeah, I'm like, it's great. You know, that's interesting. But the fact, I mean, I kind of like that premise, like, okay, I'm going to live to 180. So then you work backwards, like, okay, what do I need to do today? Sure. And But, what, I mean, there was at least a full chapter on sleep. He mentioned it in multiple other chapters, and you know he was like, if you're not getting enough sleep, it's like you're not getting the right nutrients in your food, or mm-hmm. if you're not drinking enough water, or whatever, and sunlight. So, I think it's really important, um, and also I think everybody's different too, because like you said, your friends um, that get up early, well, they also go to bed at like nine. So right. it's not well, like because they're... you have to, right? right. You eight thirty, right. nine o'clock. Is so your they bedtime. are just, and yeah. they, I think they've conditioned themselves, or they're that's just their, their normal natural patterns. time, yeah. You know, to get up at five and they kill it. You know, I mean, my gosh, she works, what, she writes 5,000 words before noon and mm-hmm. you're like, what? You know, of course, yeah. then she's ready for a glass of wine too. Right, so right. you never know. But <laughs> right. yeah, that's interesting. But yeah, anything else on the on the sleep thing before no, we that was, move on to the next that's year? That's a pretty good one, I guess. I think so far so good. Um, so the thing I wanted to talk about was yoga and you had just mentioned mm-hmm. that. Yeah. And I am a big fan of yoga. We have been doing... What, yoga for, well, you've probably been doing, let's see, because you were doing, you had a yoga class when I first met you, I think before we were married, right? Yeah, we dropped out of it. My friend and I took it, (laughs) and then we dropped out when we we were like, you can't take this class, and like, there were tests and quizzes and a book, and we were like, what? No, because it was literally a college class, so we were like, Right, that's right, so you were taking the class at a community college. No, no, we just wanted to take this for this, how can we... 
do it right. that way. And they're like, well, you can't. You just get an F. So you need we had credits. to, you know what I mean? There was, I, I can't remember the term, but we just had to like be like, well, we slip. quit so that we don't get Fs. You had to give them a pink slip or something or sign <laughs> out of the class, right? My, back when I thought my college, you know, record mattered. But, right, um, yeah. Did you get out before you had a... A, I did, yeah. Incomplete. Your, I think okay. I got an I. Right. Which is for incomplete, which is better than having an F in yoga. Right. That would be that would follow you around. But my a friend while, Amy so. and I were like yeah. and I were like, no. So you had done that that's probably do you so you probably introduced me to yoga. Like twenty years ago. Then oh, I don't yeah. think I was doing it before then. I did some Pilates. I had um Windsor Pilates <laughs> DVDs, which were very similar to yoga. But right. yeah, I probably did. I probably did. I liked it. It always worked for me. Um, I used to kind of beat myself up a little bit about it being like so lazy. Oh, like because it should workout. be harder to do. Mm-hmm. But yeah, even back then, we would um, we went to the we had a membership to the YMCA, and we I took years and years of of yoga classes. That was one of the main reasons we stayed signed up. Um, we did that. My gosh, we did that for years. We've had different DVDs and videos. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had an app. What was mm-hmm. the yoga, yoga studio? studio. Mm-hmm. We used and that we've had that. We may have had that for ten years. We've had it forever. We've had that for a long time. So As we've a matter always, of fact, they just went to like monthly. We bought it for like three dollars, right? And now it's like fifteen dollars a month or something, right? And that's by and the, we're grandfathered. Please hold so. on the monthly payments. That's uh, that's probably number <laughs> Is two. That your next that's one? number two or three on my list of things. But yeah. no, we have been doing yoga, and I always feel like. As hard as I do yoga, it doesn't, I don't, you know, get, have an injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't hurt, you know, I don't pull something. And I always feel like if I'm, if I'm sore, if I'm tight, if I had a tough day or whatever it is, I really need, I always, always go back to yoga. Mm-hmm. And I remember reading um, a book, which I think was called Paper Tiger, which is one of my oh, favorite yeah. books. I about that one. About um, Tom Coyen, something, I forget his last name. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll put the link in the show notes, but... It was a great book, but it was about his quest, um, and he was about the same age as me, and his quest to make it on the PGA Tour, to qualify, Which go through golf, Q School, to know. go through, mm-hmm. yeah, to make it on the golf, the mm-hmm. professional golf tour. Yep. And he was, it's a great book, I, it's, a, it's a wonderful read, but one of the things he was talking about is he was interviewing some of these younger guys that were, that were playing and coming up through some of the mini tours. And they would practice, you know, they get up, they'd practice all morning, they'd go play, then they'd do an hour of yoga. And it was like, that was the new thing to do. Mm. I also remember, and I think I got the book too, um, it was like Yoga for Men, but it had a picture oh, of Eddie, yeah. it had Eddie George yeah. on the front. Yeah. Like and a big coffee table book. Yes, yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. And it had Eddie George on it. Nobody knows who Eddie George is, then um, I'm sorry you're listening to my podcast. <laughs> No, uh-huh. he's a but football no, player. Yeah, right? but no, yeah. Eddie George is amazing. He's one of my favorite football players. He won a Heisman Trophy. He yep. played running back for Ohio State, but he t- and he played in the NFL as well for years. And he's always in amazing shape. But he he credits yoga to helping him stay healthy, injury yeah. free. Now and that book done wouldn't sell. That book wouldn't sell today the way it sold then because at the time <laughs> I think it was like, whoa. There's an really? athlete on the cover of a yoga book. 
I think, oh, it's, yeah. I think it was like, I don't know, I might sell more now. I don't know. You, well, you might. I guess you're right. It it's, was like, it's normal. I just remember it being shocking. Like, it was shocking. What? It got more attention. Right. Okay, I That's see what, what I saying. mean. That's all I meant by that. Yeah. I'm not saying Eddie George can't sell books. No, easy. <laughs> easy about That's sweet not what Eddie. I'm saying. Sweet yeah, Eddie. what I'm saying is, I think it was really, it's kind of like now how you hear like about plant-based athletes. Yeah. Being like the 10 surprising, or 15 years ago, you're like, the surprising right. thing right. because everybody thinks to be an athlete, you have to eat like bags of meat, you know, and there's all these bulky <laughs> athletes <of> right, <laughs> coming out that have, right. that are plant-based. And so right. it's like, whoa, you mean you can be an athlete? So I think it was like that well, same sort of Well, when he was doing it surprise. at the time, it was very shocking. I mean, it was not, yeah. you know, NFL football players or college mm-hmm. football were not doing yoga. But he was—he said it was a, one of his keys to success. Mm-hmm. So, but we've been doing uh, yoga lately. We've been doing yoga with Adrian, which yes. is on YouTube. Yeah, and you guys should check it out. I I'm love gonna, it. I'm going to put a link in the love show notes. Mm-hmm. It's the best, and she's got like what hundreds and oh, hundreds of videos, so right? And somehow she's able to tailor it for you, like you're just right. hanging out with her in a one-on-one. Yeah, with her and her, what's the dog's name? Benji. 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 Yeah, so it's it's the nicest. Um, It's just, it's very simple. And I did a 30-minute yoga today, and I was like, oh, why are we kneeling? And, oh, we're finished. I I literally (laughs) felt like 10 minutes. And I felt great, and it's just, oh, man. The more we do yoga, the better. We're trying to do, like, three. I think if we do the the sweet spot's probably three to four times a week. Um, I mean, she has videos that are 10 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, 50 minutes, you know, so you can have all kinds of different um, sizes That's of classes. That's my classes, goal. Three but, times a week. Yeah. And then if you want to add another, you can, but that's been my, like, I had to physically write it in my planner because I was like, I'm slipping on my yoga and every time I do it, it's wonderful and then yeah. I don't do it again. So this week I've done it twice. And I'm going to do it. Yeah, I mean tomorrow, the so. besides just the, the what they call the yoga, you know, quote yoga buzz mm-hmm. afterwards, you feel great. But man, I always feel like today it didn't seem like I was doing this crazy this amount of crazy stuff. But the stretching, it was the one I did, I think it was for hamstrings or something like that. And we only did like a few different poses and I was laying down for almost all yeah, of them. Yeah, those are great. And I walked differently today. Mm-hmm. Like just walking down the yep. stairs, I was like, whoa. And I put my shoes on and I'm like, I'm just moving differently. You hold your body differently. Just sitting down when I was working on my manuscript today, um, I, it just was. It just felt totally different. And I have so much less pain too. It's crazy. I think it's a lot of just your awareness of your body because we don't, we're not really aware of our body. Yep. Right? It's like this thing we're shuffling around in that's supposed to help us get stuff this done. This meat suit we're, right? we're walking around like, <laughs> right. oh, yeah. Well, yeah. just being aware of it. And she mm-hmm. does a great job. It's very, very calming. It's it's cool. I mean, even in the one I watched today, I thought it was cute because she's like, we turned over on the other side and she's like adjusting. And she's like, if you and if you have a, happen to have a mic, a mic <laughs> microphone, you can switch that to the other side. I mean, it's pretty cool. And then, of course, yeah. the dog's in it too. Yes, so and when awesome. she does forward fold on the one, she says, and if you have a Benji, pet the Benji. Because Benji's at her yes. dog's at her feet and she's yes. petting the dog. So, yes, it's very it's a great, great yeah, yoga with Adrian's awesome. So I know, big I'm, fans. And, and, and your sister has no, turned me on to that. So yeah, Katie did you? Okay, so Katie and Jane did too. But you hadn't heard of it before that, had you? No. Okay. Never. 
Yeah. yeah. And Katie, and when Katie was here for Thanksgiving, she and I were talking about it again. She's like, oh, isn't she the best? And she had just done it a few days ago. So, Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. So, no, I think, I, again, like in summary, I think the sweet spot is probably, you know, at least two times a week, three or four is great, you know, and that's just, just kind of reset you. I remember doing yoga, oh, it's been a couple months ago or a month ago, and my, like, it was weird, like, my knee was kind of hurting, and I was just doing some yoga poses, and, and all of a sudden, I just felt this little pop mm-hmm. in my hip, and I was like, oh, wow, that feels really good, and then my knee pain went away. So, it's just kind of like... There was an alignment I had that was wrong in my lower back, probably. Yeah. You just saw it was Yeah, and it was like, oh, and then I felt good. So, so do yoga. Do yoga. <laughs> do the yoga. Which I think we say every time we're on we here do. anyway. Do, do yoga and eat your vegetables. Yes. We're going to lose followers like left and right, I love man. it. I love it. All right, Jessica, what's going on next? What's your, what's your next oh, subject? Oh, man. You know, I had something written down here, and now I'm thinking of changing it. You can change. Um, because it was something you said that I think we could really have a good discussion about and something I was just sitting here thinking about. And it challenged a belief that I thought I had, which I thought was interesting. So, eating cows. Uh-oh. Yeah. Dun-dun-dun. I know, right? So, former vegan, current mostly vegetarian. You know we've talked about this Former a lot. Outback employee. Right? Outback bartender. Go ahead. Right? Used to love filet mignon. Steakhouse. Now I'm I do. like, don't really mm-hmm. have a thing for steak. And not that I'm going to go back to eating. More of a ribeye. Not that I'm going to go back to eating it. But the idea of um, everybody being vegetarian, you sort of challenge because you'd listen to a podcast where basically the difference between factory farmed meat and the effect on the planet and raising a cow for meat which is done if done right is a different right do you know what i mean is a different yes. process so you had said the yeah, it was person a video. So you let me jump heard. in real quick yes, Sorry. Go ahead. so yeah to explain but so i watched a video on youtube with joel salatin on it you know it was an interview with him and he was talking about and joel salatin's um a, a, not a holistic, I guess, holistic farmer or something like that, um, free-range farmer. Um, they call him, the. I think his website's like the lunatic farmer, which is awesome. That is funny. But I'll, uh, I'll put him in the show notes. But he was on the movie, which was popular, which was Food, Inc. He was the one with the farm. And so he was saying that... He was the one that, killing the chickens that said they wouldn't, that the government doesn't want him to do it that way, outside right, in the fresh right. air. Like the old way you did it 200 years ago. Right. But he was talking about how... The statistics that we hear, uh, which are horrifying, honestly, I mean, almost anybody's it's horrified by it. It's like, oh, you know, for one pound of beef, it mm-hmm. takes, you know, how many gallons of water, yes. how much fossil fuel, how much this, how much that. And it's like, oh, wow, that's total drain on the whole world and the and economy. And the stuff we've talked about, about the pollution Correct. into the water. Correct. So all of that is still true. Correct. That is absolutely true. But the difference, the, the difference, difference, <laughs> I was going to say, say the differentiating factor, but that's a wow. really long way to just that's say a hard, the that's difference. A, that is a very hard word to say after you've had a shot and a couple sips of beer. I'm the just difference saying. between a factory farmed cow and another cow, and I had never thought about this before until you had told me this, is mm-hmm. it doesn't take that many X amount of gallons of water. You don't have right. as much factory runoff. In fact, the cow. The process of the cow, grass-fed cow, eating the grass, producing the manure, turning over the soil was actually beneficial. 
right. long term. So yeah. if somebody, for yeah, example, the cows are actually building soil, is right. what Joel Salatin so is talking yeah, about. Yeah, so if somebody, yeah. for example, had had a goal of, <clears throat> I want no more cattle on the planet. It's like, no, we want cattle. Right. You want farm raised. We we yeah, so we've range. always you and I have always been right. more opposed to factory farming than the fact that people eat meat. That's right. always where I stood. Yeah, and I don't. And think, I told people. Yeah, that. I don't think it's gonna be. There's no. You know, there's different mm-hmm. countries. It's not the United States too. It's like right. I don't think there's gonna be a Zero, world we live right. in where we don't have some kind of meat, cows, pigs, or something like that. Like that. That seems unrealistic. And then listening to this video with Joel on it was. I mean, I, did, I had never thought about it. He said, basically, cows are turning grass mm-hmm. into fertilizer yep. and into beef. And I was like, well, because I hadn't thought about... Right. Because he was talking about the amount of inches. There's some calculation, and I'm going to get this totally wrong, that like every you know 100 years or 500 years or whatever it is, there's an extra inch of soil that gets built. But he had so done point it, being they're beneficial. Well, no, without cows. Just oh, without the, on cows. On a normal thing. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. On a normal thing, you've got an inch of soil gets okay. built every 500 years, which okay. you kind of people take kind of that as a doom and gloom thing. Like, oh my gosh, we've depleted you know seven inches of soil. That's you know I don't know. I'm making up all these numbers. Ten thousand years worth of soil, right? <laughs> but the thing he had don't done, fact check any. Oh of yeah, this. this is yeah. This, that will be not in the in the uh, show notes for sure. No fact checking. <laughs> But uh, but yeah, and, and so but he had said on his farm, he had measured, and I again, making up numbers, it was somewhere around like 15 inches, 15, 18 inches of soil had been built because his farm was actually like a quarry underneath, mm-hmm. a bunch of rock, mm-hmm. and so having the cows there and having the grass there and all these natural grasses, mm-hmm. you know, the cows eating the grass and just this normal progression of turnover. Um, we also added like wood chips and and things too from trees that fell down or mm-hmm. old trees, and so all of that had really just regenerated the soil um, so much quicker mm-hmm. than this you know one inch per five hundred years that I just right. made up, right, <laughs> right, or whatever it was, right, whatever yeah. that scientific. No, I just thing thought is. it was interesting to think about um, because I th- I do think that we're all getting back to the way we should have been farming from the beginning. And I think we're starting to pull out of this industrialized, the idea that you can industrialize everything, that you could put everything on a f- conveyor belt. Sure. I feel like there's a big section of our country that is moving beyond that and looking for other alternatives. So I think that the vegan and vegetarian like awakening that we've had over the last decade is like so hugely beneficial. Sure. And... I think the takeaway for me was that was only the tip of the iceberg. Like I, I thought, right. oh, that's it. We're all going to need to be vegetarian because it's better for the planet. It's better for your body. And by the way, it is better for your body. <laughs> Probably right, never right, right. stop banging that drum. No, it's but, not. It is. I mean, um, different people yeah, are but, better at different things. But, but if you want to go out and have, you know, if you want to go out and buy a steak or chicken or something and you can get a responsibly farm-raised, you're doing one step further, right? You're doing so much better than you would sure. be participating in this factory farm kind of nightmare we have going on right now. No, I agree. So. I no, I totally agree. And it's yeah, I mean, I, that's why I love things like the meatless Monday or yeah. like, hey, let's just not. You know, I think yeah. the portions that we eat, obviously in the United States are huge, no matter They're ridiculous. what. But there's no reason somebody should be eating that large amount. Mm-hmm. It, you know, you got to add some vegetables in there too. So. Yeah. Is that all you had? That's on it. That? Okay. That's it. Okay. I kind of that was a real shot from the hip it was. because I didn't 
I was going to talk about something it else, was. but we'll, we'll save that for later. No, we'll just no, save it for no, later. No, okay. No. All right. No spoilers. <laughs> Got it. Speaking of spoilers, so the next thing I want to talk about was why do we like scary shows? Ah, uh, I love this. And specifically, the show that we binged in, I think, yeah. 10 days. I Sorry, Mom. But, like, we binged the, excuse me, The Handmaid's Tale. Mm-hmm. Three seasons. Yeah. What, 20, 36, 36 episodes, I think. I think we did it in like nine days. And I think we did it in like nine days. Yeah. But and the I, then show, we both slipped into a brief depression. We did. We did. We were in Gilead for way too long. <laughs> but the show is amazing. No spoilers. We're not going to give any no, spoilers. No, we're not going to give any spoilers. Right. Everybody dies. Oh, dang it. Spoiler. But no, no spoilers. But it's just an amazing show. Mm-hmm. It's scary as hell i mean it's one of the scariest most like psychological thrillers that i've ever seen Mm -hmm. and how they did it for three seasons is amazing so the show is dystopian sort of yeah what is the show about jessica well i mean to just be yeah and again i'm not going to spoil anything for you if we were currently in our age right now living in a world where um, the birth rate was way, way down because women were having trouble either having babies or having live babies. Right. Continue. So this, the idea is this sort of, <clears throat> this new America right. where handmaids are the fertile women who have the babies for, and there, and there is a whole structure for this that I won't give right. away, but it's right. very dark and very, very dark beautiful i think it's one of the most and i don't mean that like i mean literally visually it's a beautiful show every other shot looks like a painting it is like being in an art museum it is it absolutely is it serves to have this sort of riveting like you can't look away even when what you're seeing is really scary and i made the comment to my friend who i mean it's already, disturbing yes. some of the things i mean it's yes, very disturbing very. this is not by the way this is not a show for kids this, no no like, no do no. not this is like r-rated i mean don't no i made all. a comment to my friend amy that who had already watched the show that men and women don't watch the handmaid's tale in the same way absolutely at all, at all. and then you and i talked about it and you're like oh no we don't right so i think it's like I think it's really interesting. I also think that there were some... The ways that they did the show also made you think of the the things that are currently going on. You go, Absolutely. well, this would never happen. And then you go, but it is happening to women right. who are Or could are this happen? Like right. I, it's but funny it is I, happening. That's right, what floored right. me. Absolutely. No, people are getting, you know... This right. punishment, this like sure. inhumane level of punishment, this is happening to women in other countries. And I think that is where you yeah. go. Your little safety bubble of this could never happen. It's just for entertainment sort of gets popped and it really gets in your head. Um, it's funny Quite though. literally one of the best series I've ever oh, watched. Yeah. Ever, ever. Yeah, I mean the cinematography is amazing. Mm-hmm. Each shot, the way they center it, the colors, the red, the white, the... I mean, the snow, it's just crazy good. It is funny, though. I talked to, uh, I was over watching a football game at a friend's house, and there was a friend of a friend there, and I had mentioned the show, because I'm obsessed with it, and I don't even think we had finished it yet. And I was like, <laughs> i gotta get got to watch this football game and get home at midnight and watch three more of those or yeah, whatever tomorrow. Yeah, I know. And I was like, yeah, I don't want to be hungover tomorrow, because i got to watch Handmaid's Tale. 
<laughs> but the show is so good. And I mentioned it to her, and she said, "Oh my gosh." And so it's funny how you and I were like, oh, this, you know, people think, oh, this would never happen. Her first thought was, oh, yeah, that would totally happen. Yeah. So that's what's, and yeah. that's what's fun about the show is just like, wow, could this happen here? It's the United States. How did it get this far? But then they, but it they, was so fragile. They keep yeah. Feeding you, but these it happened gradually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, so we had this crisis, and then we did this. Mm-hmm. And then this happened, and then the government is, it was just, it's, it's crazy. It's beautifully done. It's the show is on Hulu, in case right. you're wondering. And um, I think it's totally worth a watch. And I would say you probably need to give yourself three episodes to see if you're in. By probably episode so, two, yeah. I think we were like, no, we're going all the way in right. on this. This is it, right? Yeah, we I mean, it's very shocking. You have to kind of... It is. And then they do such a good job of pulling you in. But not like gratuitously. No, it's I don't not. want to make it's people done very think well. it's like no, it's this, not. this gratuitous... It's not blood, sex, and violence. No, it's really not. It Although is. that's there's parts of that there, too. So it's, ah, it's so hard to tell. I know. It's psychological. It. It's a very big psychological thriller. Yeah. And it's kind of like a lot of M. Night Shyamalan's movies that we love. Yeah. Signs and things like that, where it's just like... And Elizabeth Moss is amazing. Yes, she's yeah. amazing. But so. I, we're getting off topic. You talked about, you said scary movies. Oh, yeah, so. So oh, why? I could talk about Handmaid's yeah. Tale all day. I could turn <laughs> this into we, a Handmaid's say... Tale after hour show. Like, yeah. But, <laughs> but no, like, why do we like scary movies? And I just think mm. it's so interesting. Like I know. Oh, sorry, Jessica. Yes. <laughs> why do we like scary um, movies? You know, believe it or not. I do. I actually have an answer for this. I was watching a show talking about the popularity of horror movies after 9/11, after September oh, 11th. Wow. Okay. And you would think, logically, that after this horrific real life event happened, we would all be lining up for Disney movies. And that may have been the case for some of us, but a lot of us went to horror movies and craved that outlet because it is certain because you can go you crave the certainty you can be scared and you know that at the end you're going to get up and leave you know it's like a safe scare ah okay that's exactly what it is so we're watching handmaid's tale back to that again yeah spoilers but but (laughs) and we're watching it and it's again it's just psychologically horrific and it's like but it's also amazing and there's joy and Mm -hmm. happiness and love and you know hate and all this stuff and you're exactly right. It's it's a safe place. I mean, we felt like you know we were in Gilead for so long. Like we we had watched it well, so when many you days come in out a row, of it, it's and then a it's like. Place. But when you're there, you're scared, but you know it's yes. safe. And that's is that what you're talking about? Why you like I mean, like, like so when much? you come out of the show, when you're done, mm-hmm. you've binged your three shows, and you turn it off. You can look around your immediate environment and see that this isn't happening. Right. That you made it. Sure. Right, or you can close your eyes during scary scenes and be like, "I'm okay, I'm okay, I'm yeah. okay." And that's so anyway, that's too. just one theory. But I remember watching a documentary about horror movies, uh, Wes Craven movies, and why mm-hmm. that had ramped up. The popularity had ramped up after 9/11. Yeah, so. no, I agree. It's very interesting because we there's we're drawn to scary movies and scary shows, and I think you're exactly right. Like it's we want this scare. Like we have this kind of innate, whatever. 
um, thing to be scared, but then mm-hmm. we also want to be safe too. Yeah. And so this is like a place where you get scared. Just like you going, have that, right? Just like going to like Land of Illusions or something, right? Yes, it's like, yes. oh, it's crazy. Like, oh, I'm Which scared. Which is a, a big haunted, a haunted house. house. Yeah, going to haunted house. A haunted houses. house theme park is basically Correct. what Land of Illusions yeah, is. So going yeah. to a haunted house, it's like you go there, you pay yeah. good money. Yeah. To be scared, and you mm-hmm. want to be scared, and then you turn around and laugh. It's yes. because it's a safe place to be scared. Yeah. Because you know, ultimately, you're going to so be So this fine, was so. not that kind of scare for me. It wasn't a, it no. wasn't a laugh scare, like in the, like a boo scare. Mm-mm. It got in my head almost the way that... Um, remember the Netflix series we watched called The House on Haunted Hill? That yes. was a cerebral scare that was just like you went to bed and saw the bent neck lady in behind oh your God. eyelids. Like it oh was... Frightening. Why is yes. the dog? <laughs> the dog just came I'm up sorry. to the patio door. The dog ran out the dog door, came to the patio door, and looked through. And it. was like, wag what her tail you at you. What are you doing, Gemma? Uh-oh. Apparently, she needs something. So. What do you need, Gemma? Well, what else did you? But yeah. So back to scare. <laughs> that was really funny. Oh my gosh. Nice segue, Gemma. Good job. Good job, Gemma. She's like, could you guys wrap this up? Yeah, so, and we can if we. If was we there anything to. else you had that we? That was I the can, only thing I was talking about. I scary can, shows or work. I can or I, we can wrap it up. Well, we can save those for Next time. another shot Next from the hip. Next time on a shot from the hip. Hey, that's my radio voiceover mm-hmm. voice. Your radio voiceover voice. <laughs> Apparently, I've had too much to drink. So, Jessica, anything else? We it covered a lot, lot of ground. So. I think. No, I thought that was cool. Again, yeah. yoga with Adrian, though. I'm just yeah. saying. Yoga with Adrian, The Handmaid's Tale. Oh my gosh, right? I love it. I love it. I love, those it, are, I love it. Those are your assignments, America. Yes. Yes, get right on that. So, Well, thanks for listening. We're going to go ahead and wrap this up because it's also Lodge Night and we'd like to hang out with our friends and play some cards. So, <laughs> <laughs> But thanks for listening, everybody. Jessica, any parting words before we take off here? Yeah, you feel like sleeping in tomorrow, do it. You know, if you wake up at 5 a.m. and think, I might just get up and get a lot done just listen to your old pal Jessica and stay in bed for two hours because I am tired. Excellent. 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 Yeah, that's it. I love it. I love it. And also, you don't have to exercise first thing in the morning. No. Just because other people do yes. well with that. I do better with it. Listen to your circadian. Circadian? Circadian rhythms. That's the word. Because everybody has different rhythms Honor in their bodies. Your circadian so. rhythm. Honor. Thank you. Even better. So, well, everybody, that's going to wrap this up, I'm afraid. All of the things we've talked about in the show will be in the show notes uh, on your iTunes, on your app, for your podcast, also at onedrinkwithjohn.com. Jessica, thanks again for joining me on this podcast. Always. Alrighty. Cheers, everybody. Have a great day. <laughs>